You can take a YouTube video, it's like five, six minutes, take the best part of it, put it into a YouTube short that also would tease into a short podcast episode. That is the exact same audio as the video that short can be put on TikTok. My name is Dimitri and I'm a productivity and systems enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and self-development enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets business. And what it means to build better systems. Enjoy the show. If you're listening to this, you are not on our private subscriber feed and you will only be hearing a portion of this episode. If you'd like to listen to the full length episode, you'll need to go to riseproductive.com membership or sign up on your favorite podcasting app for exclusive access. From there, you'll also get access to our exclusive newsletter, the weekly pour over, our private members only Discord community, and any other subscriber only content. So if you enjoy what we are doing here, please consider becoming a member. And so another thing that I think should happen is that we're just we're just typing out the, the all these things. We're, we're capturing all these quotes and putting them on Twitter. Oh yeah. They're going oh, right on the, they're going right on the notion page. I mean, I know we already this is, said this. This is bleeding from the, the weekly pour over. I apologize. I'm just excited, but that that's what's gotta happen. Unless you think of a way to automate it. Yeah, no, so an, an updated or a, a future weekly pour over, which by the way, if you want to be a member, um you can figure that out. There's there's places to do that. There's description links and stuff. Uh we talked about how to repurpose our content better. And yeah. Uh, we we went on this huge, huge brainstorming session about how I can take different videos I got and different things on my channel and just repurpose it into, uh, you know, take one piece of content and then you make 28 pieces of content, you know, Gary Vee style. Just, I just don't, I just don't think I've ever, I've ever had such a thrilling 15 minutes of my recording life. Yeah, it was exciting, and hopefully we'll bleed into a similar conversation here, but um, first off, Dimitri, how are you doing? Better now. I mean, okay, first of all, personally, I mean, I haven't worked out as much as I'd like, but, you know, I have gotten on that push-up kick. So when I say I haven't worked out, I mean like, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to I'm gonna go into the Bowflex and do the stuff or like go on the elliptical or go run. Yeah, I haven't, but I've been like on that push-up grind. I think I'm doing like 400 push-ups a day right now. I just, I have a rule for myself. I have like three rules that I'm not breaking. One, before I eat anything, I have to do 50 push-ups. Two, every time I take a piss, <laughs> <laughs> I have to do some push-ups. And, my, and number three... <laughs> And number three, the lowest quantity of push-ups I can do at a time is 20. So, with those three rules in place, say I pee 10 times a day, I eat three times a day, pretty pretty sure at least at 350 a day. That's solid. The the, the 20 push-up rule is a, that's a, the real kicker. Because you could just yeah. whip out five, ten, you know, but I respect that you at least do 20 because that's how I used to get in 100 a day is I would do sets of 20 or 25 if I was really feeling myself that day. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but it's just like I know I don't have the ability mentally right now to just stop and, and do. I, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I know I had the weekly pour over to talk about it, but rebuilt an entire new way of building things in Notion based off of Josh Red's perspectives method that I found on the internet and just ran with a big template. Did that, got consulting, got two calls tomorrow. Um, I didn't even mention it, but uh, I have a, I had a call on Wednesday with a YouTuber that had 100,000 subscribers. Um, oh, cheers. didn't want to do my services because they were too expensive, but uh, it was cool. I met a guy who was popular on the internet. That's really cool. It's still a cool yeah. resource and cool collab, just a good conversation. I mean, I think, again, and this might even bleed into what we're talking about today, but like putting yourself into a position where everything you're doing is reciprocal. You're obviously giving them a service and they're paying you, but at the same time, you're gaining a lot of experience on how to do client calls and also just how to be a better YouTuber and, you know, just content creator. On a personal note as well, Today, 
my head of paid search at my company mentioned that they used Todoist. And I gave them my course for free. And all I'm saying is, that felt good. I'm like, will it probably give me some brownie points? I don't know. I mean, like, that'd be cool. But uh, (laughs) in actuality, it felt good to just help somebody at the company with something that wasn't related to my job. Yeah, it's good when you have an arsenal of content. You can just kind of give that stuff away. That's a an exciting feeling, but also just part of the model. You know, just part of the model. Just repurposing. Just repurposing packages and packages of, of miles being ran by the Loyola Cross Country team who are currently ranked fifth in the Midwest. What is it? Midwest. Midwest region. Yeah, cheers to Next. that. Cheers to that. It's exciting stuff. Um yeah, I guess update for me is two things. Um, one, yeah, cross country team we're popping off. Um, best I've ever seen the team in a long time, and this next month could be really, really fun. So, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go too far into it. Um, the other thing is that to keep my mindset in check, I've been really getting on the. Um, I I, I kind of fell off. I think in the beginning of law school, I kind of gave into a little bit of that like mental temptation of this is really hard. I don't have time to balance my mental health and just mindset. But I got back into the uh the Ryan Holiday daily grind and um doing the call map every mm. night before bed. I had done meditation on my own still. It's one thing that I've really never fallen off on. But I think the guided meditations give me something a little more to reflect on and allow me to continue to learn in my practice instead of just sending myself out there using the same techniques I've always used. So I kind of bookend my day. Like I'll start with Ryan Holiday and with the Calm app and um, it's been good. I feel like I'm, that was something that may have been lacking a little bit and I f- I'm feeling a lot more clarity, not only about like, you know, running or that kind of mental game, but just like with law school and life generally, it's been good to get back on the stoic practices practicing those for four virtues once again. And um, yeah, that and getting peddled all the uh, repurposed content from Ryan holiday. Like the other day, he literally just threw like a, a TikTok into the middle of one of, of one of his podcast episodes. And I was like, this man is repurposing like none other. I noticed that too. Uh, he was one of the first people that I was like, I'm pseudo annoyed by with the repurposing with bad audio. Uh, him and Alex Ramosi should have a mastermind on how to wear a lav mic. Uh, but like, the quick note, but the thing yeah. with Ryan Holiday isn't even that the audio is bad, but the audio is inappropriate because he'll have like... He's outside. Yeah, he'll have ambient noises and I'm like, this is a podcast. We don't want that. I want to hear that you're in the studio and there's nothing going on. Okay, hear me out. There's this guy. He's named the Stoic Coffee Break. He has the voice... Of a very soothing sounding like late 20s person but apparently he's in his like late 40s <laughs> and uh homie put a little reverb on his recordings and it kind of sounds gorgeous and it made me think like do we do we put a little reverb on our like productive bruise a little bit of reverb wouldn't hurt that would actually be kind of sexy you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just like a mild echo. I think it's very soothing. It's almost like playing into like the ASMR kind of feel. Yeah, I was listening to that and I went, damn, bro. I'm like, you sound way better than, than most podcasts. Let's do what's up with that. And then I sat there for a moment and went, is he auto-tuning? His... Oh, wait, he's using reverb on his damn podcast? I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> genius. And I thought it was because I was listening with my new AirPods Pro 2s. Cheers. Ooh. I finally made a purchase for myself, ladies and gentlemen. And he's so happy about it. Just look at these. Look at these guys. God. Audio never sounded so good than when it's noise canceled. And a a way that I kind of argue to myself that this is a good purchase is, you know, I'm going to get a hearing aid later because of these. Yeah, they're just that good. No, think about this contextually. I have these on two volume. 
because of the noise cancellation. Whereas other headphones I've have on like at like three quarters. Mm. You're saying you're not going to get a hearing aid because of those? I'm saying noise can- cancellation prevents you from having higher volume noise in your ear, mm. which in theory will decrease irreparable ear damage because what people often do is they drown out outside noise with higher volume with headphones, but this takes that out. So I won't be doing that to myself when I'm in public. See, when you first said that, I said, I thought you said that these are going to make you get a hearing aid. And I was like, that's not a good (laughs) thing. I'm catching your drift now. I absolutely agree. I think noise cancellation is great for those reasons because you're not competing with any kind of outside sound, like you said. So when you think about it, basically I saved myself however much a hearing aid costs. So did I really buy these? No. Anyways, uh, yep, I did that. This has been good. Business has been good. But what's been really good is our ideas recently on repurposing content and how to make the most with what you have. Uh, a little bit of a quote I want to get into comes from Robert Kiyosaki. Not to be confused with Robert Kiyosaki from uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, I think. But doing more with less is crucial. Sorry, is a crucial principle to learn, especially if you're going to be in business in this rapidly changing world. Yeah, I Wait, think let me guess, it, you really like the quote. I love this quote, but it's actually, <laughs> I think this quote is super adjacent to what we're going to talk about, but doing more with less is kind of the idea, but I think the idea is, hmm, because doing Making more, more with less is more like, here are the raw materials or like, here's your starting point and then you're going to like go super far with it. But this is more like we're going to create a product, which is the end point and then make that not be the end point. We're going to extend that thing and bleed it out to death. Uh, like reverse osmosis. Yeah. Like doing more with less is almost like, um, like if you don't have like a nice camera and it's like, Oh yeah. Mm. Like use your phone. Like you were saying earlier, like doing more with less, but repurposing content is like filming with your camera and then putting that on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, so cloning. Cloning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm watching too much Pat McAfee this week. And these guys are just such idiots, dude. I mean, I love Pat, but his friends are so stupid. Or at least they act stupid. It's the Pat McAfee show. That's just the the culture, the vibe. Wait, pause. One thing. AJ Hawk. They have compilations of AJ Hawk, the former uh if you remember, former former Packer, middle linebacker, being so, so, so toxic. And they're literally titled episodes of 30 minutes of aj hawk being the most toxic person on the planet or the most problematic person on the planet he's like he's he drives with two feet he falls asleep at the wheel and he pumps his gas with his car on that is all back back to your regular scheduled programming that's so awful but something to be learned from that you said that was a video compilation from the podcast oh my god look look what i just did there guys Wait, why don't I take... Do we oh. do video compilations? Why don't we do video compilations of all my best hitting productivity tips that then we can repurpose into podcast episodes? Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. This is happening. This could uh, th- These podcast episodes could turn into shorts on YouTube and TikTok. Could we, here's an example of like making more with the least amount that you could think possible and duplicating. Like could we even take the voiceover and use B-roll sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I will say the only thing, isn't that what we had done before is that you took clips of the podcast, B-rolled it, and then posted it on YouTube as like 10 minute clips? Now, what I'm talking about 
isn't that that long. I'm talking about like one minute shorts. Okay. Because if someone hears an inspirational sort of thing, you know, for a 30 second spurt with B-roll, they're going to handle it with like, you know, poppy text and crap. But my kind of edit was slow paced. It was literally just a podcast sort of. And there was, um, there was whiplash. There was consumer whiplash because it was going back and forth between my different types of content. That's true. And there wasn't a way to differentiate based on thumbnail, thumbnails and titles. I was making everything. Okay. What are your thoughts on that, big guy? I like that better. I think that we were, I think everything we've tried to like, you know, do with the podcast has really had strong thought behind it. It's just like the follow through wasn't always appropriate or perfect. And I think this is another avenue where it kind of went a little bit wrong. We kind of were a little misguided in our initial thought, but I think that it could be a really strong idea if it's done right in the form of like short form content where, I mean, cause I don't know. I like, there's also the part of me that's having a lot of, uh, imposter syndrome, cognitive dissonance from the fact that we're, we're so anti short form content, but this podcast is also long and sometimes you don't want to take a full hour to get the best pieces of content out of this podcast. Because, you know, I mean, we, we go on a little bit of tangent here and there, but then there's be these really nice nuggets, maybe at like minute 40. You're going to make someone go dig to minute 40 to get the best piece of content out of us? No, why don't we bring it to them where they are? And then if they want to meet us further, they come on Apple Podcasts and then get the full app, you know, the, the full hour experience, or they can get the extended experience if you even want to pay to be a member. But why not meet people where they're at first? Are we really doing anything negative? I'm just playing complete devil's advocate to my prior, uh, quote, morals. You know, are we doing anything negative by putting the shorter version of something that's high quality in front of them? Like, what, it's, it's, either, it's like, if we're competing against the wrong, is it really wrong? I don't think so. I think... It's just the the nature of what the algorithm looks like now. I mean, it's the same, you know, I, I mean, when we were young and not into the self-help stuff, you found Matt Diavella from just the YouTube, you know, I forget what the homepage is called, but it basically just like... Browse, yeah. Yeah, it's just the browse. It's the equivalent of the For You page on TikTok now. It's just random stuff getting thrown your way. You click on it or you don't, and then... From there, you follow down that rabbit hole or you don't, but you have to meet people where they are. And I don't think it's the worst thing, especially in light of all the other content that's also on these short form platforms, which can be really low grade. And final point, I think a lot of times when you watch self-help productivity short form content, which I've seen bits and pieces of, it's never enough. You always want more. I mean, this stuff exists mostly on long form content for a reason. It's because these ideas need to be fleshed out and contextualized. You can't just get a 30 second hit about how to fix your personal finances for 2022 in a 30 second video and think, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned a lot there. Um, excuse me. You can learn all sorts of real estate tips with these guys. Have you seen these videos? These guys are like, I learned these great tips from this person. And I'm like, why am I in shorts right now? And I get off because I'm like, homie just tried to explain how 401k works in 30 seconds. Or there's one where this guy keeps saying things that are technically not illegal that you can do with your taxes. And I'm like, why would you predicate a channel on on that? That's, that's dumb. Yeah. Something that's borderline illegal. I'm like, why would you, who, who, who said you could just give, he's like, this isn't advice. But if you, uh, if you get paid through 16 grand gifts from people every year, you can technically money launder, you know, a lot of money. I'm like, why would you, bless you, why would you, why would you talk about that on the internet? I don't, I mean, what, what? The IRS is out to get you now. Yeah, they absolutely are. But I'm sure that he has some loophole. I'm sure he said something that, that creates another loophole, but we digress. I think the point is that you can... 
take these podcasts and you can get a one minute, two minute, really good piece of content out there. One really good idea from the podcast that gets people, you know, to maybe come and, you know, experience the full intentional living and, you know, business building epicenter that this is. Do we take the main podcast and short form that and then do we take okay hear me out obviously it'd be great once we get interviews on too that'll be good because that interviews really do help level up like short form content so you can like have people and you know like this person uh, funny enough my editor has uh, somebody that they edit for that has managed to get a lot of really good people on their podcast they've managed to get Thomas Frank Elizabeth Phillips Ali Abdal and this person only has like a thousand subs and I'm like how the f- what it what the heck just, I just uh, alright I'm gonna make the joke it's just another another reminder that productivity YouTubers aren't exactly the busiest people on the planet um I'm, I'm not gonna uh, no once you make it online you're only as busy as you choose to be and in, and you can use Apple Notes as your productivity app. Dude, I am really nice to Ali in the video that I record about him, but at some points I do go in on him. I'm like, dude, what what do you what do you what do you got to uh, you, you got Notion for your team workspace, but then you're using three or four different applications to write your book? I'm like, why do you you got to I don't I go in on him. It's funny. Um like sorry i'm just like on a mind roll of trying to figure out all the different ways that content could be repurposed and i feel like it's good for people like for example let's let's just think here this episode could have as gary v points out you're like um um in this in this podcast i mean you can honestly have like 30 pieces of content come out of this um and practically two or three out of an episode right yeah, I mean, that's what we used to do. I mean, didn't one episode turn into two 10-minute videos on YouTube? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that there's... If we could pull 20 minutes of what we thought was mid to high-quality content out of an hour episode, I think we can find two minutes of high-quality content. I mean, that's what... Here's a thought. Content? Aren't we already pulling a little sneak peek to the beginning of these podcast episodes? Content? A yeah, we are. In. So what if we so what if that the- yeah what if that section that was already highlighted got pulled to be thirty seconds to a minute? That is a good idea, my friend. Because it already, I mean, you already like I don't know everything I understand about how Premiere works is that you already had to find that section of it and pull it out and duplicate it, throw it in the front before the intro. And so, what if you just pull the tail on that thing to like 30 seconds or a minute. I Assuming that it's a really exciting and high... Bruce. Pardon? We can do the same thing for the Productive Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't... Hmm, I, I don't think it's a... It'd be slightly different. It's not a, a duplicate because I don't think you can have a 30 second sneak peek before a podcast. Unless you think you can. No, we're only really doing like 10 seconds, right? I think. Yeah. And, and I guess my question was like, do you think you can change the terrain on that? Or I, I just feel like the general vibe within the podcast realm is five, 10 second intro. And then let me hear the real intro and then make, let me get into the episode. I don't want to have this. No, I think it's good that we keep the podcast intro that amount of time. And like you said, just expand on it. And what can easily be done is like... um yeah, you can just easily, especially with a video, you can just turn the video on or off uh, to like get that to be the short or whatever. This is good. Yeah, that that takes a step out of thinking about it too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start re-recording videos of the podcast. I guess so. I guess we are. I guess that's where we're at. Throwback to that. 
Uh, back to recording videos. My mom's going to be like, so every time you go on camera, shoot, my mom is so sweet. She'll be like, are you recording? Because sometimes mom sees it's on face or something and she goes, are you recording? Can I pop that? And I'm like, does it matter? She's like, yes, it matters. I'm like, do. She's like, to me, I'm like, I, I'm like, I got a nose that's hitting the camera every time I get on it and you're concerned about this zit. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's what we got to be worried about. That's funny. That's cute of her. <laughs> it's adorable. I'm like, literally, I eat the mic. You know, sometimes I cover zits up by doing this on camera, right? I believe it. It's easy. Easiest hack on the planet. You don't like the way a zit's looking on like the, the right below your nose? Just eat the mic. Eat the mic that day. Just nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Go in. <laughs> I don't stop. You Pause. know, this whole repurposing thing really makes me do. It does make me think that Virgi, <laughs> Gary V is onto something, which is that you just document. You have to document everything. And this is kind of a ha- Alex Hormozzi thing too, is, is he was saying that he wishes more people, I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't somebody, maybe it was somebody else, maybe it wasn't Alex Hormozzi, but somebody was saying that I wish more people documented their journey towards oh, it's success. Alex Hormozzi. Yeah, it's Alex Hormozzi because- that is something that is so real. And I think if you keep up with that and if you're somewhere else along the journey and you kind of watch as something like our channel kind of progresses here, it can be really impactful because someone who's on a similar journey might be able to really empathize in a way that you couldn't with somebody who has a million listeners on a podcast platform or thousands and thousands of YouTube subs. This could make things a lot easier too um, from a payment standpoint for my uh, editor. Like I could just come to an agreement with him because, all right, now here's the biggest jinx of all time, right? Knock on wood, knock on my wood, knock on the table wood, knock on your wood, knock on your table's wood. Um, But I haven't missed content wise, right? Like I haven't missed how much content I put out when I say there's a certain amount so I can come to an agreement with the editor that like this is how much I will pay you a month to do all of these things yeah and I think that that price could be pretty solid like we were saying because he's editing the video but also editing a podcast a future podcast a future productive brew and also a short This is a good idea. This yeah, I like this a lot. And I think if, like I said, I think anyone who is on their journey or anyone who's just kind of, if you're generally just someone who like wants to get into like blogging, this is like one of the reasons that I think this ties back really well into the, the, the conversations we've had about um, just being someone who looks at content through a, I forget what the lens we call it is, but like a creator content lens rather than someone who just consumes content. Be the creator, not the consumer of content. And so when you are doing something in your life, you're just generally being productive or you're, I don't know, watching a documentary or doing whatever you love. Make content about it. Be a blogger, you know, like about whatever and just put it out there because it can work out into something in your favor like the more ways that you can spread a piece of content, the better it could work out for you. The more traffic you get, you can start getting paid to do something that you also like doing. And so when it comes to something like the podcast, it's something that we, we enjoy doing, but it's also a valuable piece of content considering the continuous growth that we've seen with this channel or podcast. I keep calling it a channel. And with the, you know, since it has that value, why don't we split it six ways to Sunday in terms of repurposing it and then we're creating more value and we're still doing something that we like. You know what, you know what I'm saying here? Like I'm trying to move that conversation Mm -hmm. about the creator consumer lens into like the business realm because it works with a business too. Like if you're a young entrepreneur and you are just really working on getting some kind of business off the ground, you can also just document about how you're taking your business off the ground People are interested in that because people are in that same position. It's really crazy to me that Rice Productive is almost at its three-year anniversary. 
Over the years, we've shared with you so much free content on how to improve your efficiencies, operations, and intentionality across multiple content platforms. Between the podcast, newsletter, and YouTube channel, we try to give you as much free value as possible. All that we ask in return for all this free knowledge sharing is that you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so that more entrepreneurs and those seeking more efficiency in their lives can find our content. These podcast reviews increase our rankings and help us reach more people who just like you just want to get more efficient. Thanks in advance. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that. And so it's learning how to repurpose your content, but also just repurpose what you're doing. Like, yeah, you're building that business, but you're also explaining to people how to build that business and you're doing both things at the same time. I think that's what we do with this YouTube channel here and we're with this podcast here is like, we are talking about business and marketing principles that we're learning as we're flying the plane. Because you're mm-hmm. trying to do this consulting thing, you're doing the YouTube thing, we're doing the podcast thing, and at the same time, we're explaining to people how it is going for us, and how we're figuring it out, how you could figure it out. You can do both things at the same time. Let's get one last thing across, by the way. First of all, your quote going back to Alex Ramosi is his ism that he either says at the beginning of podcast episodes or he mentioned in $100 million offers where he says, I wish somebody would have documented, I wish people like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs would have documented their uh, journey throughout their road to success. And that's what I'm doing for you guys here. Because he fundamentally believes that he's going to be a billionaire. And I mean, he's well on his way. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think we... We got one last thing here. We have figured out how to get the podcast, the YouTube channel, the short form video, obviously short form podcast, newsletter. We got to repurpose something in there to get organic blog traffic. Good Lord, I need to finally get my YouTube videos repurpose into organic blog traffic because if there isn't if there's an seo play to be found somewhere good lord it's in productivity app content i mean am i this stupid (laughs) yeah the blog is something that has been dying to get off the ground i just have no i just have no energy for it i don't know what it is it's that friction it's like i don't want to it's just it. I just don't want to. And you know, like maybe that's something that I just pick up when I come to being more and more involved with this as um as I close the, the chapter on running here in um just about seven or eight months. Like maybe I just start doing more blogs. Like I, I already enjoy doing the writing thing. I don't like getting in front of the camera the same way you do, but I like writing. I just wish I had more time to do more of the writing that I like to do. And that's why I'm in the legal profession or on my way is that the things I do well are writing and reading. Yeah, I think so too. And I think uh, it's hard because like there's all this different software that I can use. Like there's this automation software that can transcribe things and can tweak the writing and all these things. But truly... And this is something I definitely found with the editor. I think I just got to find somebody who's good at doing it for the uh, SEO conversion thing. Like just taking the videos of like Notion versus, or sorry, like Sansama versus Akiflow and just take a short, write a short couple page article for it. And this might be something that just takes time to get to the point where I'm making enough money for that to make sense. Because, yeah, that's what I'm really looking for. It's like I, I want to repurpose my YouTube videos into, at the top, it's the embedded YouTube video. It's like a thousand-word article about the comparisons based on what I talk in the video. And converting that just, maybe I'm not, maybe I got to look harder for somebody to do it or something. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And I would absolutely do it. I mean, it would have to be like probably a once-a-week thing, but I, I, I just don't know if I could churn out a, for every video if you're doing it every day 
But like, if it's your highest piece of content that week, like, why wouldn't you have an article attached to that? Yeah, the heavy hitters. Like, obviously, I don't think, you know, you can void out update videos. You can void out a lot of small things here and there. But no, there's a lot of there's a lot of SEO to be played there. And I guess here's a question for you: What is the end goal of all this repurposing? I was going to I was going to flip that same question back on you but I'll answer first. Um I think the repurposing again I think it's kind of twofold. I think it almost plays into the cycle where we're doing a thing we really enjoy and we want to get the most out of it. But we also want to get the most out of it so we can continue in enjoying doing it. And so it's like the more reach we can get on the podcast then the more people are going to get coming here more money you know more like inflow and so that we're able to invest more into the podcast and into the youtube channel into the consulting all of it being interconnected in that kind of way and at the same time well yeah it, it just kind of checks off both boxes where like we're getting people involved and that can be super rewarding, but at the same time we're able to invest back into the podcast and feel like we're actually monetarily awarded and then able to bring people even more valuable content. I think what's so hard for me is man, you know what it was like starting out from zero from like a subs standpoint. Mm hmm. It's been a long time since I haven't had like the power of the algorithm behind me. Um, I guess, you know what I mean? Like things have been yeah. on the up and up for a minute. Uh, and I just, I don't know why I have this like fear about doing it. It's like, is this effort going to mean anything? Which is so odd that I have that fear because I've proven it to be obviously worth it. <laughs> in yeah. my consulting recently. Yeah, but I understand that fear of like, <laughs> I mean, this, could it all just go south and the years of what you did are just kind of like, you know, out the window per se, at least from like a X's and O's perspective. But I think even no. if, is that what you're trying to say? No, more so like, we're going to put money towards this thing and it's not going to get any leads. Hmm. Yeah. See, but I think, that's I it. think that's another purpose of it is that like we we're saying with the video editor thing earlier is you're already putting money towards people editing the podcast and people editing the videos. Why wouldn't you milk that and be able to make yeah. shorts out of the, I mean, like, do you think it takes a lot more pay to have them make it into a short? If I negotiate well, yeah, you're right. Because if I negotiate well, they can also save me time from having to edit podcast audio anymore because I taught them how to do my audacity edit editing process for no extra cost. And then say, for example, weekly, I do a, uh, a more productivity-centric video. Be the same cost for them to edit the audio. I mean, it's not anything more. So... It's just a matter of them editing it into a short. What does that look like cost-wise? And, and then I how long does it take for it to lead to something organically? Yeah. And yeah, I hear you're saying like you want to continue with the, the ultimate premise that we're going to get lead generation for the Notion Consulting, which is like, the, the, you know, that's the, that's the home run hit. Yeah. Um, so I hear, I hear that. I hear that. Um, the, the other thing that really assures me is that I think the reason that we've stayed away and you've stayed away from short form content is this kind of moral dilemma we always have with like bringing people high quality content, but like, you know, and like just saying that short form content is the juxtaposition of that. It's the, it's the devil, the bane of our existence is these little videos that are brainwashing or roommates yeah. into spending 10 hours of screen time per day on their phone. Scary thought. But, um, I think, like I said, it, it's a really 
broad net that you're casting and I don't think it's going to be a bad ROI because yes, it's a super saturated content like field, but there's also so many people that are going to be interested in it. You know, like, I I don't know. Like, I just feel like you'll be competing against a lot. I think we have to. Hmm. You what? I don't want to say it any other way, but I think we have to cover our bases just in case. What just are you in saying? case that is the only way that people will watch things in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> with the way things are going, long-form content... <laughs> is not what is trending and yeah if you want to speak to the the new demographics it is putting out short form content and praying that people come to the long form content but maybe it's just the short form content and then that somehow turns into the consulting i mean i found out from one of my fellow youtuber slash like he's a life coach friend um he gets leads for his life coaching from TikTok. Yeah. And to some people like a high quality TikTok means a lot because they're scrolling through yeah. a lot of low quality TikToks. Personally, I've been impacted by some high quality TikToks that have been sent my way. I mean, there's really good cooking recipes on TikTok and I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do this. The thing with TikTok is not that you can't have high quality content on TikTok. The issue is that you cannot archive things. You cannot yeah. go back and find that video again. It's not something that you can use as a reference source because they find a way for you to lose it and then you get lost in the algorithm. You're blindly going through this labyrinth of TikTok, but there's still good nuggets on there. And if you're able to follow the chain to the creator and then to the creator's other platforms, I think it can be high quality. That makes sense. Yeah, we might just have to, to cover our bases. I got really, it's funny how like really excited I got about the con- the idea and then the, the cynical side of, oh, it'll be worth it for the money comes back uh, in my head. But I've never had, I haven't had anything but good experience with this editor and with like, once I've gotten it offloaded, I've been like, yeah, yeah, this is good. One of the biggest regrets Thomas Frank said he had on a podcast recently was, not hiring earlier and i'm like yeah homie you you're right i had big regret and i don't know like everything that you've done so far has an roi that has just been massive and so it's like yeah you're, you're on a hot streak anyway like this probably will be another good roi and even if it's not it's probably just gonna balance the docket out to like a decent roi in the aggregate yeah, I guess I got to remember my return on ad spend right now is like 900%. Yeah, it's nuts. Okay, that's that's something to think about. I remember Don't telling you. Don't cynical that, on me. You got all quiet over there. It was weird me out. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, don't do that. No, but I mean, this is an example of the, the thoughts probably people are going to have, right? They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then what about the, you know what it is? And the funny thing is the irony of the doubt is that I've been so consistent for so long. I don't know how I could doubt the consistency in this at all. Uh, I think that would be ridiculous. I think also I could shout out the channel, get it going. Which, you know. Oh, the Rice Productive channel? Yeah, I could shout out the channel. So say it's, hey, it's the short form version. It's got other tips and tricks. Tricks out there. Um, you know, maybe it gets to the point where we get ad revenue and then it pays for itself with, yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. yeah, I can get 4,000 watch hours. I can get 4,000 watch <laughs> hours. I ain't no insert female dog word here. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I guess, yeah, it does bring that initial anxiety of bringing something from the ground up. Will it have revenue early on? It's tough to say, but I, like you said, I think that the everything we've learned about compounding and investing early just says that the sooner we can get this off the ground and build it into another channel that brings leads, brings ad revenue. I also think just, this. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I also I'm think done. this. I have wanted to do the Rise Productive channel before. And I think it'll I think it'll fit. You know, I've like wanted to do it before because I've wanted to make other videos that don't quite fit into the apps stuff. And I've wanted to be more business type things and this is something that I've thought about for a while. I noticed it from the second I made that Marquez Brownlee video and people were just like, I need more of these. Dude, I would be, I'd be killer at a reacts channel. I've been telling you, I told you a long time ago that you should just do a reaction channel. Fudge. I, I don't know what, I think it's hard, right? Like, we could segment this. Let me think about something for a second because I feel like it could work pretty well. But I'm trying to think with Rise Productive how that could contextually fit, you know, with that channel and that content. Because I think obviously I could do reaction videos on productivity at YouTubers for a certain period of time. And that's that um, on the main channel. But from a business perspective, because the Rise Productive channel, if I'm not incorrect here would obviously be some short stuff from productivity ish type content from the main channel and businessy type stuff from the podcast but yeah i don't know i think what would i even react about though yeah i'm not sure if that if it fits the same mold as the rise productive it'd be good though it would be good man that could just sit in the back pocket as the third channel when you got I got it. a natural knack for quips, uh, like on the off the cuff with with content put in front of me, just saying dumb crap. Yeah, you do, and it comes from practice too. But I think that if I think that that almost has to fit a third channel, and then once you have a third channel, it's like you either stop uploading daily, or you have a team of video editors. <laughs> And people who are scripting and you know this becomes like a whole operation and I think that that's like another really real crossroads that you have to start to sit with but um I'm the productivity Graham Stefan and that's exactly what I'm thinking of is like you can have multiple streams of revenue with multiple channels like I think that that is something that's super realistic and would be super fun but it would take some kind of balancing of the dockets where it's like Maybe the, the you know the Dimitri Panici productivity notion coach stuff is two or three videos a week. Weird thing to think about, and then yeah, the rise productive is another two to three a week, and the I don't know just some weird name. You could do like a fun name for the um the Dimitri reacts channel, but that does like one I mean, or two videos a week. I could just blatantly rip off Graham Stephan and call it the Dimitri Panici show. Uh, Cause he has like, he has the podcast channel. He has the um, Graham Stephan. And then he has the Graham Stephan show. And yeah, I don't know. There's, there's some, there's something. Oh man. There is something. There's some subsection of content that is endless in this, whether it be business advice or whether it be productivity advice, they can be ripped to shreds on camera. Absolutely. Yeah, whether it be, I mean, like reaction videos can also just be turned into shorts. Yeah, I agree. Is that what you're trying to say when you're saying you're ripping it to shreds? Or are you just saying that content that exists oh, in the both. world could that you could react to? Oh, that was to? a double entendre. Okay, okay. Because it can things. be, you know, taken apart into multiple different pieces of content and also I could make fun of it really well. I'm just, it, would it be wrong of me to go in on anybody and everybody that makes content like this? No, it absolutely wouldn't. Oh, you have, you have no shortage of reaction content. That would be fantastic. There is so much to be had. Because no like one's every safe. Every productivity you know? guru. Yeah, no one. No one's safe. 
that would be I mean, so Cal funny. Newport, the most vanilla guy in the self-help space, like, you'd come at him. No, I'm sorry. I like Cal. I was actually talking with Cal. I was talking about Cal with one of my law school colleagues who is um big into, like, Todoist Pro. He's big. He also works for a podcaster. Like mm. He edits podcasts and, like, does, like, research scripting. Um, I need to unveil to him that that's also my side gig because I feel like he thinks I'm copying him. But um, uh, he, uh, him and I were talking about, like, deep work and digital minimalism today. Nice. I love Cal. I wasn't... I, I, I just brought that up because I think he's a pretty vanilla, hard-to-target example, but you would come at him in a, uh, a Dimitri Reacts video. Yeah. It's finding the niche. It's finding the niche. There's definitely something there. Um, but we definitely have... We have a blueprint here. So I guess I, maybe we should just like label out this blueprint idea for for repurposing before we wrap things up. I know this is a different type of episode for you listeners out there. So what we're doing is we're taking a base piece of content from my YouTube channel and we're spreading it out into short form content on multiple platforms. You can take a YouTube video. It's like five, six minutes. Take the best part of it, put it into a YouTube short that also would tease into a pod, short podcast episode that is the exact same audio as the video. And then that short can be put on TikTok or Instagram. And then different quotes inside of that podcast could be tweeted. And also, if you'd like to continue listening to this conversation, you'll need to subscribe at riseproductive.com slash membership or on your favorite podcast app. Once you do, you'll get full length access to these episodes of the Rise Productive podcast, as well as access to our subscriber only podcast and newsletter, The Weekly Pour Over.